What up everybody, Too Loud TX here, and we had a fantastic time with Not Vivid, as you'll hear on this episode uh, coming in. He is the winner of week one, week four, week five, and so many other events that he's won over the past couple months, and shout out to him. We had a fantastic time with him. Uh, we did do an exclusive interview with Reverse2K, as you'll hear on the show uh, last week. It's up on Monster DVace's YouTube channel, so you can go see it and watch it there. For everybody that listens here, I'm going to drop it in the middle of the week. I kind of wanted to give you guys a heads up so you weren't like, what is this extra exclusive episode dropping in the middle of the week? What's too loud up to? Uh, so that's going to be dropping here uh, in the middle of the week this week so you guys can hear that as well. Uh, and it was a fantastic time with him. Thanks so much to Reverse2K for doing that. And also, uh, shout out to my boy Caleb uh, for playing this week. This little man is going after it. Hardcore on Fortnite. And I think it's just a testament to... Guys, keep playing, keep pursuing your dreams. As you'll hear, Not Vivid never gave up on his dreams, and he was able to accomplish what he's accomplishing today. So, guys, keep up your hard work, keep up the good vibes, and thank you guys so much for the support. I didn't even ask you what you're going to do with the money. I got to know personally, what are you going to do with all this money? <laughs> Liam, we didn't even get there. I didn't even get to so, this point. So uh, I always ask this definitely. question, Monster. Why didn't I ask this question? I know, right? <laughs> People would have loved to hear this. Um, so obviously, like, I'm I'm gonna pursue. This I'll, I'll splice it in at the beginning. I'll splice it at the beginning. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna pursue Fortnite full time, which means that I am taking the necessary actions to like drop out of college. And my plans are basically to save the money, so that way, if this falls through, I can go back comfortably. Like, let's say delay, um, not drop out. It's kind of a negative connotation. Right, yeah, okay. We're gonna delay, delay, postpone the college degree. <laughs> And then um, as far as like immediate like purchases, I'm probably going to buy my dad a boat and then upgrade the stream. Oops. And that's nice. it. All yeah, right. There you go. That, my dad loves fishing. I'm going to buy him a fishing boat. I will come fishing. Good. I've grown up in Texas my whole life. I'll come fishing anytime with your dad. You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the man... My co-host for all times. I will never let him leave. Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, bro? We are back, guys, with a very, very juicy one today. Well, we, um, we've been on a pretty good roll, you know? We've been, we we been on a hot streak. We, we had I Drop Bodies on. We had Reverse mm. 2K on last week. We got to hear, you know, from him and his dad, who was so funny, you know, going crazy. It was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, and this week we have the man. Not vivid on. So what's up, not vivid? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, guys. Uh yeah, as you guys know, obviously finding some success recently in Fortnite and pretty much on top of the world. I don't I don't know about recently it's been quite a while. I mean, since like <laughs> week one, which we're definitely gonna have to jump into and talk a little bit about. Guys, as always, this show is brought to you by Deserto.com. Make sure you check it out there for all the latest Fortnite news. Uh, and then uh, make sure you're going to Monster Deface's YouTube channel where you can see all of the podcast. If you're listening with your ears right now, you can also see it with your eyes at Monster Deface's YouTube channel. So make sure you go see it there. Uh, holler out to our Discord community. Uh, and thank you guys so much for all the reviews we've gotten lately. So, but we're going to jump in here. We're, we're deep diving. We're going straight in to the man who is a professional Fortnite player, currently not telling everybody where he's going. I have no idea. Don't ask me. Don't DM me. I don't know where he's going. Maybe we'll get some answers around this time. Uh, but he is a streamer, obviously. Obviously a YouTuber. He's got his YouTube page. Everybody got a YouTube page. But he, he's a free agent right now. But he, guys, from what I calculated, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Vivid, over $210,000 in winnings. Okay? So, right. 
So let me let right. me let me read off this proclaimed list real quick, and we're going to go back and dive into these a little bit. All right. So we have the summer skirmish week one. All the hype around this eight million dollars in eight weeks is craziness. Fortnite's doing. This brother jumps in, you know, everybody's got these people on their list, you know, who they think they're going to take, you know, Tifu's out there, Cloaksy's out there, you know, you got Ninja, you got, you got, you know, all these people, Dr. Lupo, all these well-known names and great players that we're seeing, and all of a sudden, this man, Not Vivid, comes out of nowhere, taking away week one for $50,000, okay? First off, if I were you, I would be running around my room just in a ridiculous matter going crazy. I have to ask you, what did you do when you won week one? I, honestly, I've never won anything like this before. So honestly, I don't even know how to react. Like it was just like, <laughs> uh, uh, if anybody watched week one, it was like, it was pretty bad, like with the lag and everything like that. Um, so the, actually the, all the games ended up getting canceled. We only played four. Right. Right. So, right. Um, we won, we had won the second game and, Basically, us winning the second game guaranteed us top four, right? So we knew that we got top four. Um, however, the the results didn't come out until after like an hour or two after the event even ended, right? So there was like all this anticipation building up, like, okay, did we get first, second, third, or fourth? <laughs> and then finally, like we were like doing the math, we're doing the math. We got first, and then we got second, we got third. You know what I mean? Um, and then finally, we got the official results, and it was just like, like just so much celebrate. You know what I mean? Just like a, a scream, just is like, yes, we won. You know everything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, you were it was playing really with awesome. Kevy one. Tell right. everybody who Kevy One is. So Kevy One was an H1Z1 pro. Um, basically, I was thrown onto a team with him through a man named Charlie. Uh, Kevy's a great guy. Um, unfortunately, you know, a bad pass, a bad rep. Um, so everything fell through with him. So I don't really communicate with him anymore. But, I mean, I can tell you right now, if it wasn't for his reputation, he would be 100% a top-tier player. And it's yeah. a shame because he's, like, a really good guy. You know what I mean? Right. But, right. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes uh, things follow you too long. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about, I, you know, I, w- I want to run through the rest of this list, like I said, but let, let's get, before I run through this list, how did you get to this point though? How did you get into, you know, competing into the summer skirmish? I mean, and, and, yeah. and it's not like, I, I want to know too, did, yeah, did you, did you land an invite? Did Kevin land an invite? Like, so how- we actually both got invited. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. so yeah, we basically both got invited. We used it cause he got an invite a day before me. So obviously we used his invite because as soon as we got it, we we're like, yeah. okay, we're not like, let's sign let's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the day afterwards, I got invited as well. So technically, we both got invited. Um, so yeah. What did yours gotcha. come from? Solo Showdown. Correct. I placed 19th in Solo Showdown Blitz. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. Dang, Which bro. was, um, I think it was like fourth or fifth for PC because like obviously they do a PC and console. Yeah, so yeah, I got yeah, yeah. fourth out of like the the all PC the PC. People. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Wow. All right. So. You know, week one, we all know, is kind of a cluster for for Epic, right? You ended up winning anyway. So maybe everybody thought, you know, whatever, not Vivid one. We are not going to pay a lot of attention to that, right? right? So then you come, you go, you go to the Ninja Red Bull event. You get second by one point, right? <laughs> like, how, how did that feel, man, to miss first place by one point? So the way the point system worked was it was one kill per point right so right. we literally lost by one kill you know what oh. i mean and if you if anybody were to watch it you know it was really hard to watch the event and see like the players pov but there were so many kills that we lost to just like storm or like somebody as <laughs> like you started thinking back and you're like dude what if i just did like 20 more damage to that guy you know what i mean right, so right, right. um 
obviously we didn't know like it was pretty much the same thing we were waiting for the results we were standing next to the people that we knew we were competing with we were like hey maybe we tie you know maybe we want one point or something like that so we were standing right next to them and uh i ended up loading up the woods the website and i read it and i was like you guys got it by one point dude oh, <laughs> we but listen the guys that won funk bomb and they, they're really good guys so i mean they deserve it just as much as anybody else yep it was honestly I, I love the experience you know what i mean it was all about the experience yeah how was that experience obviously you know all night you know rise till dawn playing all night long did you did you sleep the whole day before were you like i gotta get my sleep in or how did did you just push through i honestly i just put it was so easy to push through um yeah, i don't know like, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah it was kind of a shame because i don't know if everybody knows how the event ran but um there was a little issue with the download of Fortnite. So actually there was a hundred computers that needed Fortnite, like download, whether it be a patch or like the whole game, I don't know. But basically there was a download that had to happen on a hundred computers. So the event was delayed by like two or three hours. Right. So it was like a mess. But at the end of the day, like I said, it was super fun. Um, so we got like, we lost like two hours of gameplay, but yeah. It was I, don't under- I don't think they understood how much internet they needed for that event. <laughs> yeah no, i want to know like um are you are you local to chicago or were you just like really hungry to get into the comp scene that you've you traveled to this event so like i said kevin kevin used to be my partner and he saw this announce get event or this event get announced and literally like instantly signed up right he just instantly signed up he hit me up he didn't even wait for me to say yes just sign us up <laughs> just in case because it was a first come first uh serve thing right. so he signed us up he got us in and I'm from New Jersey and I was like, dude, like whatever, I'll buy, I'll buy a plane ticket, you know, let's do it. Um, So basically, you know, I flew out there, he picked me up, we went to the event and literally like an hour after the event, I was back on a plane, come back home. Jeez, man. And you know, obviously, you know, congrats to the people that won, but losing by one point, you had to be like, that was so close. That was so close. I felt so bad for the people who won who are Funk Bomb and A-Hills, so shout out to them. But uh, I believe that Ninja, like a couple of days after the event, was like asked about it or something like that. And he thought that me and Kevy had won. So I, fe- <laughs> I felt really bad for like oh, Funk Bomb because, yeah. So they Pretty definitely. No. <laughs> yeah. They deserve wow. more recognition for that. So shout out to these guys. Yeah, that was a cool event. Well, did you get free Red Bull? I got to know. Did, were they, was yes. It? Free Red nice. Bull all over the place. Yeah. I would have been packing my bag. <laughs> Been like just shoving it in there. I'm taking this home, taking all the free Red Bull. Uh, so then you get eighth place in summer skirmish week two. I know at first, like you were ranked seventh, and then you moved to eighth, like it was crazy. Uh, but you won twenty thousand dollars at this event. So here we go, week two. Okay, in the in the in the midst of three weeks, okay, you've won summer skirmish week one or two weeks, summer skirmish week one with 50k. Then you you won another thousand dollars at the Red Bull event split, obviously, between you and Kevy. Then you win $20,000 in week two, Summer Skirmish. Then you step in and win $1,300, I believe. I don't know the exact – I couldn't find the exact number of what so, it was in the just, – Just to clarify, it was a it was $1,000, and then it was split between four of us. Okay. It okay. was a squad league, so oh, I won $250 bucks from that. On the then, Step yeah, 1 Masters League, right? Correct, yes. And so you first place there, then – which you, it's another first place. I mean, either way, you're raking <laughs> these people with first places. Then and I want I want to say something before we move yeah. on to like week four or five, just for the community tuning in and the competitive players watching, that's the grind. It's not even about the numbers. This man is participating in anything to get his comp experience on and right. get his grind out there. Because yep. people always ask, how do you get into pro discord? Look at all of these little opportunities yep. for someone like not Vivian. This is again, before you really built your name, which I would say like recently was like when you really was right. like four and five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So like, 
th- that's the grind though. He didn't stop at second place, you know, Red Bull event. He didn't stop at uh week two summer scrimmage. He did not stop. He went on to play the, the step on Masters League, which you can also clarify. Anyone could have signed up for that, right? Correct. It's a Any- completely open league. The Masters League is it is does have a buy-in because obviously there's a prize pool. Um it does it's like a little bit more competitive and there's better uh, team so you basically buy in for if you're good and you buy yourself in like it's more recognition if you win masters league as opposed to like the free open league right because it's like yep. it's harder competition and everything like that so right yes it's so, a completely open league um there are open leagues out there, there. you go for you, for you calm guys out there there's avenues to get in and get your experience in so well i think right. also one thing you look at is you say like well not maybe not a lot of people know what the step one masters league is like a lot of viewers but in right. reality yep. it's not about that to get into the discord and to get your name into the pro scene because the people that are at epic you know on this ground floor watching the pros and the other pros looking that at, are watching other pros are looking at every league and every event that goes on so literally mm-hmm. you know like monster said getting your name in there and stepping up to these events and just i mean Literally, we're we're talking about four events his brother has done in three weeks. Okay, like his brother is opportunity. out there grinding it, right? And then and then it places him to you know obviously. And what's different is all these events are different. I mean, he went through a solo event in week two. He went through uh you know a duo event in week one. Then playing the duo event at Ninja, and then playing a squad event with Step One Masters. Mm -hmm. Right, so. Stepping into all these different things, different, and then you, he steps into another solo event in week four, winning sixty-seven thousand freaking dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Let's walk through this experience together. Okay. You get invited. You're, you're probably super psyched because you missed week three, right? Right. And you go into week mm-hmm. four. What's your mindset going into week four? You know, people were asking me honestly. You know, it's like, listen. You know, there's some kill incentive here. You know, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna like W key people. Like, what are you gonna literally just just play on the game? You know, play smart. Right. I, you know, I know how to play. I know how to play Fortnite, and you know, wait for the opportunities to come to me. And as soon as I see an opportunity, I see that where I have the advantage, I take it, and that's how I'm gonna pick up kills. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play dumb for points. You know what I mean? I, right. I don't really agree with that. You know, you got to play smart and you got to wait for the opportunities to come to you. Because at the end of the day, it is a battle royale, and maybe I would have just die to some something random like, hey that's how it goes you know what i mean but if i play as smart as i possibly can and wait for my opportunities i think i have the greatest chance of winning so tell me this did you have an idea of where you were going to land did you already have a plan going in like i'm going to land here and where was that so don't say it no. <laughs> it's very easy to find if you, you, know, you, yeah, you want to go watch the stream <laughs> you can go find it um so i have this problem even in public matches to be honest like i have no idea where i'm really you know what i mean it's just like press baseball and, and i'm going you know what i mean um i guess i don't know like i just kind of looked at the map i looked at the bus around i was like where is it least likely for somebody else to go you know what i mean where, where can i get into like zero fights early game or where can i get into a nice little 1v1 that i can control right and to be honest i think i went like retail row one time i think i went racetrack i went pleasant park one time and then i went like junk junction and the little warehouses by junk junction and then somewhere else like i said i don't even there, there was no game plan it wasn't like i'm going here and you're gonna fight me if you go here too you you're know what like taking out each each, but, each bus route you were taking a different bus, landing yeah, spot exactly okay. yeah mm-hmm. and that's different just, monster than what We've talked to on other players that had like a set, you know, hey, I'm going to drop here. This is kind of my spot where I feel most comfortable. And how does that play into the mindset of like other pros, right? When they don't know where you're going. So, 
you know, you get comfortable, right? It's like maybe they played two games and, and they got Pleasant Park for free, right? And then, you know, maybe they're like, maybe they're not checking for people, you know, gliding in with them or something like right. that at that point. And it's like all of a sudden, okay, this guy is on a house next to me. Now I'm dead. You know what I mean, I didn't even know he was here. So it can definitely, um, you know, play play to my advantage in that sense if the other player gets like lackluster and, you know, checking for people and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, most pros will check every single game. Uh and, you know, it can kind of put them in, like, a panic state, right? Like, oh, wow, like, this guy's contesting me now. Like, nobody's contesting me before. Like, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Right. And even if they do have a, a set game plan, you know what I mean? Like, I know how to play early game, you know what I mean? Like I said, just play smart and and play how I know how to play, and that'll give me the greatest uh, chance of winning. Quick question for early game, because this is probably, in my opinion, the most important part of the comp scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's the early game. Um, so – hypothetically when you touch down what are your what's your initial priority weapons of course is it then materials is it scouting right uh, so what, what is your priority is it so, to rough you know catch them <laughs> off guard it, there's different strategies for early game um theoretically have- if I, yeah if i if theoretically if i drop i open a chest i get a full pot and there's many of next to it and i got an ar or like and there's a shotgun there too like i'm i'm dead you know what i mean at that point i'm dead and like you said like materials are usually in this game so just because i'm dead doesn't mean that um I can go ahead and, and just press W key at somebody because, you know, somewhere right. like Pleasant, it's very open, right? And if I don't have maps to close that gap between somebody that's, you know, all the way across the street or something like that, and I'm just going to die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, you know, typically you want to land on top of a house because one, chests are usually located at the top of a house. Um, and then you can also scout because you're at the highest point, right? Like right. you're up on top of a house and right. you can see, okay, it's breaking in over here. So you definitely want to, you know, maximize, you know, efficiency basically. And so landing on top of a house is usually what's it. Um, unless, like I said, unless they're like the house next to you, you can't really W key them. Um, so I guess after that, you know, figure out where they're at. Okay. Think in my mind, okay, if this guy's next to me, he can push me, right? So, okay. So what do I do? Maybe I want to stick on top of the house for the entire time. Cause if I go inside the house and he W keys me, he's up on top of the house. You know what I mean? I'm in an uncomfortable position. Um, so if I'm safe, if they're like all the way across the street, whatever, then I can drop into the house basically. And I think what a lot of people don't value as much is everything inside the house that is like, you know, like the dressers, the beds, you know, everything like that. You got to hit that stuff. That's literally like a free hundred wood early game. That's, that's 10 builds. Yep. Right there. That's, that's so much early quick game. One like hits I said, too. Yeah. Yeah. Quick one hits. It doesn't really mess with your route that much. Um, so yeah, you need those early game mats. You, you pretty much need everything to be honest. Like there's no like. You know, if I get a shotgun, I don't need mats. You know what I mean? Like, no, you need everything, and you got to kind of figure out how do I get all that stuff, basically. So for all you console players out there, and tell me if I'm wrong, but W key is pushing somebody, right? Everybody out there is like, what's W key? It's pushing uh, somebody. Action. You're, you're, getting a little, action. you're getting a little bit of that pro, that pro talk here. Uh, yeah. So obviously, once you do that, though, are you looking for – you know, that third party engagement, right? And a lot of people kind of talked about this, you know, and obviously this is, this is, I think something that is just the way battle royales are going to go, right? That third mm-hmm. party is always going to happen. We've seen it other games. It's really obviously probably been more prevalent in this game because of, you know, the engagements lasting a little bit longer because of build fights and things like that. So I think Fortnite really highlights that third party engagement a lot more. Uh, so when you're rotating out of these houses, you land pleasant, you know, and, and you got your material, you, you you got your pots, you got your minis. What are you looking at at that point? Are you, are you looking for a third-party engagement? Or are you just looking for a good op- opportunity to push anybody? So if I see a good opportunity, then yeah, I'll push, right? Um, if I feel uncomfortable, you know, I basically just look at the map and I'm like, okay, where can I go to back up and just like, you know, still maintain my, my efficiency? You know, where Disengage, can I get mass? Yeah. Where can I get... 
uh, loot and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, I got an AR, a shotgun, and some extra shields. Boom, I don't need loot. Where can I go to get mats? You know what I mean? Hey, I got like 500 mats, but I don't have any loot. Where can I go to get loot? You know what I mean? Um, and oft, more often than not, right, like it's like, okay, how do I get loot? Other players, you know what I mean? So if, I, if it's desperation hour, you know what I mean, then maybe just W keying something, you know, pushing yeah. somebody is – is the play. Um, even if I have the disadvantage, I still got to go for it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just, Fortnite is so situational. Like you said, like so two people could just start all of a sudden fighting across the street and then boom, you know, that's my opportunity. There's no reason for me to not really go for that. Right. At least like try to take a couple pop shots. And then if I don't feel comfortable pushing after, like let's say one of them dies, boom, just leave. I got my point or maybe, you know, that's one more player out the game. I did my damage, just leave. Or if I'm comfortable in pushing them, you know, I'll push them. Um, there's just so many situations that can happen. It, it's insane. I, I could spend all day just sitting here talking uh, about that. I was going to yeah. say, I feel like uh, people don't appreciate like the little, the little wins, right. you know, like you said, like right. I got my little damage in, that's a player out. That's right. like a win in it. Right. You didn't lose anything, right? You, you gain, maybe let's just say a little more comfortability in your area, or let's say you do get a kill or a point. Um, you may not be able to get the mats, but it's a victory in its own. I think people don't appreciate and value those little victories that, you know, ultimately build up to your success. Later exactly. in the game. Yeah. It's like a snowball effect. It's like, right. even in public magic, you know what I mean? It's just keep, keep the ball rolling basically. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, I killed this guy. Boom. Extra shield. I'm killing this guy. Boom. Extra shields. Or I hit this guy for 20 damage all the way across the map. If he doesn't have a footbot, now he's 80 shield. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, you know I mean? It's, <laughs> now he's searching for something else. I think one of the most exciting things in, in week four, I think it was game four. Uh, it might've been game three, but you actually, at first you thought you won because we talked a little about this with reverse. You got seven kills. I believe it right. was. Yes. And um, I remember watching your stream and you're like, I think I won. Oh my God. I think I, think I won. I, I think I just it. won. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, he already won this event. This is was, nuts. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, how, how, how did that play out in your mind? Cause that game you went off, bro. Like it was yeah. you and reverse both. Like that was an incredible match to watch from, from being a viewer, yeah. but walk us through kind of that emotion. You, you had already had a couple of good games up to that point and then you mm -hmm. go off with seven kills. So to kind of explain like week four, a little bit, um, my first game, I completely dropped. Uh, basically I, I landed, I was very comfortable and I got greedy against somebody with no shield and just, I got steamed by him. So I, I don't remember who it was. So GG's that guy, my first game, zero points. Um, you know, I don't remember the exact games I won or when I got points or anything like that. But yeah, I'll refer to the game where I got seven kills and thought I won. So I think that was my second win at that point, right? So right. I had a lot of points. I know I had at least seven and it was eight to win, right? right? However, there was this floater point going on where it was like, if you got the most kills throughout all the games yep. and you got an extra point. And yep. before that game, the most amount of kills was six. Yep. And as I was going into this late game, I wasn't even looking at my kills. But when I was in this 1v1 against Saint, I happened to look at my kills and I had six. And like, if I tied for that, if I tied at six, then I got that point as well, right? So I don't even have to kill scene at this point, right? Right. So in my head, I'm like, I got that point. Yes. You know what I mean? All I got to do is win the game. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, like I said, I killed Saint and it's like, yes, I got seven. There's literally no way anybody got more than seven. Like, I 100% won in my head. Like, I think I won. I go to the Discord, like the summer skirmisher. I think I just won. And then, you know, I, I get the news that this guy reverse got nine, <laughs> kills, nine kills. And I have never been so amazed and like disappointed in my life. At the same time, yeah. like, nine kills. Like, I, like I've nine never watched his perspective. And honestly, you guys remind me, I really should because nine kills is it was nuts, dude. Like, yeah. 
last week we uh we interviewed him and on the video form that i uploaded i put his nine kill game up and i like you know chopped out a little bit of the farm but you see his entire perspective on it, it was pretty crazy dude like i might have to check that out or something because like for anybody that doesn't know like these are custom lobbies with a hundred good people and to drop nine kills is absurd yeah, 10 like i don't of the know lobbies, how. almost yeah, yeah, yeah literally yeah. literally he killed 10 percent of the lo- against good players like Somebody, I can't remember who told me or how I found out, but I heard nine kills and I literally wanted to like, like hug the dude and like smash the dude at the same time. You're like, <laughs> like you're insane. You know what I mean? So yeah. shout out to reverse. Um, yeah, that was absolutely absurd. You know, at that point, it's just like, okay. He made you work for it. He made you work it, for it. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. made me work for it. Cause yeah, the event would have been over in like, I think it was like four games yeah. at that point. If you didn't get nine kills. Well, you so, ended up ending it what in five games anyways. Right. I think it was six. Was it I six? Yeah, it was it was five. I think it was five games. I think we five. just went to that. Yeah, you yeah, just you went to the next game. Yeah, you extended it. He okay. extended it one game, and then you came in and you took got, it. Yeah, I think you got like four kills that next game or something like that. You got that extra point. And that was okay. Yeah, that's where he killed it. Um, but yeah, at that point, it's just like okay, I have seven points and not eight. Let me just calm down, and get back in the zone. You know, a lot of people talk about me being like a robot, right? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it comes from me playing like sports in the past and you know, like being used to that like competitive scene, right? And, and, because obviously this is my first competitive game ever um but yeah it, it's very easy for me to mentally reset you know especially like i like i said i lost game one you know what i mean right. i i got zero points i didn't get a kill you know what i mean so just to come back at that point it can't go worse court. you know right <laughs> <laughs> it can't go worse you know what i mean just like i said just play, just play my game i know how to play so just come yeah. back come back strong what uh what other games did you play before fortnite since you mentioned this is your first competitive game so I was a console player for literally my entire life. Hey, um, don't say that with a negative connotation. I, I myself am a happy console player. I love console. I met a lot of my good friends today on console. I, I'll Absolutely. never forget. You know, you know the console is a foundation. To be honest, you know I think the transition from console to PC has been huge. Um, but yeah, so I bought a PC like a year and a half ago. Um, I worked pretty much all summer for it, and then. I played about 250 hours of PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> no, no disrespect to PUBG, but it just got unbearable with you know the server lag and everything like that, the everything like that. So I ended up stopped playing that, and then. So was that your first take uh, in battle royale? Was PUBG? Correct. Yes, Mine that was too. my first take. Mine too. Right. Yeah. So PUBG that's was. You, that's where you built your game sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. Uh, I was a big COD boy, so maybe it's from COD or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, but while I was playing, because I had an old laptop that couldn't really run anything, so. The past like two three years i've been playing this game that was called old school runescape um so i was playing that it was anybody that doesn't know it's an mmo it's a grindy game right i wouldn't yeah. say like wow but same kind of style you know just literally just kill stuff all day and and get your stats up and your inventory up and everything right. like that um so i played that for a very long time so after PUBG, i played that for probably like four months straight and you know on and off i would play fortnite um because i started playing fortnite on, about this both says on and off i played Fortnite. Right. oh my. <laughs> i know like like honestly like i played like two three games a week and my friends when they would ask me to get on and this was on uh xbox actually even though i had a pc right, all right. my friends had xbox and they wanted to play on xbox um and then eventually i convinced the one guy to get a pc yada, yada, yada. so we started playing on pc a little bit and yeah i did not play this game at all like i played it you know like i said like five ten times a week and that was it um and then in february my good friend, her name is uh, Maria. February? Um, February, oh, yes, February. Oh, my goodness. In February, I played RuneScape with her, and she got bored. Like, I played with her all the time. Right. And she got bored, so she was like, hey, listen, let's play Fortnite. And she didn't know that I had been playing. Right, 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 right. Um, so, basically, she, you know, 
all props to my old friends that were getting me to play. There's, you know, a couple games a week because, you know, they technically got me started. However, she was like, okay, we're done with RuneScape. Let's go play this. You know what I mean? So in February is when I sat down and I started playing this game like every single day. You know what I mean? And just sat down and just started grinding. I think it was like season three or something like that. Yeah. Season two, season three. Yeah. And yeah, ever since, you know, that's, that's been it. Just been, just been playing since. Wow. <laughs> He hadn't even been even grinding as most as long as most of these pros have, have yeah. been grinding, which is incredible. Uh, and shout out to your friends for making you play. Uh, really, yeah, no. You know, you owe them all a nice dinner, is what you owe them. <laughs> all nice dinner. Uh, I've got plans. I've got plans. Go, go, go. There you go. So you 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 obviously you know first big game that you've been a part of, and and that's that's an incredible thing as well. I think it's it's really cool because what Fortnite has done for a lot of pros is this is their first game. Whether it be yeah. the first game as you know as an as an official pro or the first game they've you know had a chance to actually compete at and how they're supporting the scene, I absolutely love it. Uh, and it steps you into where you've been at in week five that we just passed up. And week five, you know, as as much as sixty seven thousand dollars might not have been enough, or the fifty thousand dollars from week one, seventy five thousand dollars for week five. And uh, walk us through this. This is different than week one because, or week four, because unlike week four where you were solo, right, and mm -hmm. and you got to experience the craziness of being a solo player with a ninety nine other pros on the same map. Now you step into it with you know other ninety nine or ninety eight pros on a duo situation in week five. So what was what was your thought process going through this? You know, and you know with your teammate, what what, what were you guys looking at? Uh, so just to take a, a quick second to clarify, um, while I have won, technically, like I've I've gotten first and all that stuff like that, so I've, I've been a part of like 210k. Right. My split since most have been doing right, right, has right, been right. 150k. I just want to make sure everybody understands that uh, clearly. So week five, yeah, we won 75k together. Obviously, if that's split two ways between me and Pooch. Um, right. So basically, I mean, week five, I got an invite, and you know, as I'd mentioned before, um, I had to unfortunately, you know part ways with my old teammate so i right. was i was in the dry you know what i mean like it was like all right i got an invite now what do i do you know what i mean like i don't have anybody i don't you know i know of people you know what i mean yeah and, yeah, yeah. Um, i basically i've been looking at people you know i've been following the scene for a little bit and i i hit up to be completely honest i hit up chat you know and i was like hey chat you want to play he's like nah i can't you know 72 hours me and him are doing everything like that so basically if 72 hours and chat didn't get invited then i probably would have done it with chat um Obviously, it worked out this way, but so he was like, "Listen, go check out my teammate Pooch." You know, what I mean, I don't think he has an invite yet. So I went ahead. I I got a hold of Pooch, and he was like, "All right, let's do it." Um, I think like that day or the day after, we started playing duo scrims and and the pro Discord, and you know, whatever he was comfortable with, whatever I was comfortable with, you know, that's what we did. You know, what I mean, we just felt each other out. We were like, "Okay, how do we like to take fights? How do you like to play fights? How do you like to play end game?" And we just sat there and we lost. We just lost, 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 lost scrims. You know what I mean? Right. And we just sat there. We kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. And the day before the event, you know, same thing. We just sat there. We felt each other out. We lost. We lost. We lost. We lost. We lost. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, let's get it tomorrow. You know what I mean? There's no, no rounds or anything like that. Right. And going into it, we stuck to the exact same game plan that we had been practicing. You know, even though we were losing, um, we just played our game, you know what I mean? Like I said, that's what we know. As you said before, it's situational, right? And the situation right, yeah. is played oh, yeah. out a little bit different probably than the day before and the day before that. 
Uh, but the continual reputa- reputation of playing together, obviously, and mm-hmm. getting more comfortable with each other is what, what shined through on week five. So how mm-hmm. did how, how did how did that feel for you though going in you know losing 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 losing, and now here you are stepping into probably one of the biggest weeks so far. So you know I was like sitting there trying to figure it out. It's like man we got like you know not to not to brag or anything like that, but we got some of the two best players in the world right here and we're losing scrim. You know what I mean? What are we doing? You know? Yeah. Is it me? Is it him? You know what I mean? And I think a little bit of it was a lot of you know I was getting feedback from the stream chat and it's like. Yo, Vivid, you got to step up your communication when it comes to these fights or like late game, everything like that. Um, and, you know, like the day before, I wasn't doing it, you know, and I'm pretty sure like the day of, you know, I think my communication was a lot better. Right. Um, so which which allowed him to play off of me a lot more. And, you know, if he's playing off of me better then I'm playing off of him better. Right. Like, it just keeps going back and forth between yeah. us. Um, so, yeah, I think that we were at like pretty much peak performance day of the event, which is which I'm happy, happy with. And. I mean, I, I would say that we did something a little bit different in the event that we learned from because we were losing. You know, it's like, okay, like we usually we would rotate here and we would get W key. You know, people would just fight us for no reason. You know right. what I mean? Well, let's go this way. You know what I mean? So we learned, even though we were losing, we were learning and we did that in the tournament. We adjusted the day of and ended up working out really well. I would say so. I would say it worked out pretty well. <laughs> there you guys go. The secret to victories, boys. Yeah. Communication. Communicate. I mean, in that you have it's tons right. of videos, Monster, about this, right? In and you know, picking up on different signs of communication, different ways to communicate, different things to watch out for. But communication really is a huge key to some of the top teams. You know, if you oh yeah, if you if you watch it, and I love when they tune in uh, this past week, and and shout out to Zeke. And Nick, right, for the amazing casting they did this past week. Nick killed it. Um, and But I think what was really cool is they did that listen-in thing a little bit where they would tune in and listen in to what the players were saying to each other. And yep. it's funny because sometimes they'd tune in and be like crickets, right? There's no communication. <laughs> and then usually those people died. And I promise you, go watch the stream. You'll know what I'm talking about. But when they tuned in the people that were talking a lot and pushing or WQing and moving, like seriously – the the what their performance was like was night and day right yeah and no, yeah when, when a team is communicating with each other in a build battle or whatever you will literally steamroll like and isolate one player at a time right. and beat like literally win those fights um just getting on top of your teammate knowing where he's at knowing what kind of situation he's in being able to you know lay down that counter fire when he's under pressure because for for every time someone's fighting someone's exposed you know it's it's a it's like a, a tug of war. So right. when you got the communication, like I'm pretty sure, like Vivid said, they probably noticed a huge difference in the way their fights were kind of developing and mm-hmm. playing out like that. So I could, uh, I could relate to that for sure. That's yeah. some good stuff right there. Well, I, I think what I think is funny is the best player in the world at this point, right? Winning all these events, oop, oop. he learned something <laughs> new, right? He's yeah. continuing to increase his game. Uh, and I, that leads me to ask you like, Besides, maybe maybe the answer is communication. But what is the biggest thing you've learned yourself throughout these tournaments that you've taken to the next tournament, next tournament, next tournament? Some of them obviously different, right? Because you're playing solos, you're playing duos, you've played a squad tournament. What is the thing that you would say, like, man, I've really upped my game from you know skirmish week one to week five. This is this is what I've probably learned the most. So. You know, I can't really say like it's like a mechanical thing or like a a, a game sense thing, but I, what I would say is that it's, you know, I basically I got invited to this week one and I had never played against the pro before in my entire life, and now I'm getting thrown into a server with like ninety. <laughs> you know, 
just like, dude, like I'm going to get steamrolled. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't have the experience, you know, that other people have. So I guess what, what I would have learned is that, um, at the end of the day, you know, it is possible for me to, to compete with these guys. You know what I mean? You know, I shouldn't be nervous. I shouldn't, you know, worry because I'm there, you know what I mean? Whether I don't have the experience against them or anything like that, but I, it is possible for me to to hold my ground against some of these top tier players and everything like that. So I would say that, you know, while, yeah, there is the meme out there that I'm like a robot and everything like that, you know, mentally, I'm just like, dude, like these guys are the best. You know, literally everybody calls them the best. You know, how am I going to do anything against them? You know what I mean? And it's just like, wow, like, you know, even to get like invited is like, okay, like I'm up there with them. And then, and then to place, you know, and then to place first is just like, wow, like I can hold my ground. So that's that's what I would say that I've learned is that like it's possible for me to compete, you know what I mean, basically. Right, right. And you, you got the confidence. And you got into yeah. it, right? You just you just did it. You just went in and you started doing <laughs> yeah, it. Just, yep. I think I think that speaks a lot. What did your what does your family think, bro, about all this? <laughs> right? You're sitting um, oh, first off, hold on, hold on. So how old are you for everybody that's out there? Let everybody know how I am, I am twenty years old. Okay, so you're twenty years old. Are you in college? Or uh, on summer break? I was, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. on summer break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You come home. I don't know what you're studying. Obviously, uh, I don't think it matters at this point. Uh, you know, for your fr- but what do your parents say when you're like, "By the way, I'm I'm home from vacation for the summer, and now I'm winning a hundred and fifty thousand dollars." So, you know, it's really just been stacking up, right? Like, I don't think my dad really believed me the first week. Right? I was like, "Dad, listen, I just won twenty five thousand dollars." He's like. You know, okay, like wow, you know what I mean? Like he's just like he's just like okay, okay. twenty five thousand. Right. Yeah. When I see it, you know what I mean? When I see it, I'll believe you. You know what I mean? It's like bad. You know, it's it's the second week. I just I just won twenty thousand dollars. Like, okay. Um, and then it's like week four was like that. I just won seventy thousand dollars. He's like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Are you selling drugs? What are you doing yeah. back there in your room all summer? <laughs> And at this point, you know what I mean? He's like, is there anything that I can like look up online to, you know, to see this stuff? You know what I mean? And I believe like Bleacher Report, you know, I linked him that and everything like that. And like, I guess like on Facebook, like he was seeing a bunch of stuff because, you know, Fortnite's huge. So the stuff's everywhere. And he he was like, he asked me, he was like, what's your name on Fortnite? And I said, not Viv. And he's like, no shit, dude. Like, you know, (laughs) here it is. That's him. That's my son. You know what I mean? Um, And then reality hit at that point. Yeah. I think like you started realizing, yeah. um, And then, I think this this past week, week five, I called him on stream, and yeah, he was just he just keeps saying wow, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a robot. I'm pretty emotionless to be honest. Like, obviously, I get hype in the moment and stuff like that. Right. But we're kind of like an emotionless family, so he just, he's not gonna have some like huge like burst out or start screaming or anything like that. You know, I can tell that like he he's pretty impressed. You know what I mean, he sent me a text that was some along lines of like. You know, sorry for ever doubting like all your video games. Like <laughs> Dude, can you, you need to save that and post it up for every parent on the internet right now, bro. That. Um, so I think it was a lot about just like, wow, like he started to like respect like, you know, the industry and stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of people, and you know, nothing against like, you know, people who are of like the older generation, but a lot of people, it's very hard for them yeah. to comprehend because they don't, they don't comprehend technology, you know, most of them, yeah. let alone, you know, just like you can make money from technology, you know what I mean? Like stuff yeah. like that. So, I think that he's finally like starting to, you know, do his own research and kind of like figure it out for himself that like, wow, it is possible if you, know, you can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? Well, I, so, yeah. I look at it as like when we were younger, you know, uh, our parents probably thought nobody makes money on the internet on websites, right? And then all of a sudden right. there's this huge dot com movement and everybody's making money and my dad's over here investing into companies, you know, to, 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 you know, they're in the dot com movement. And then now, you know, 
as as they grow up even more now we're older it's like why have you been playing games oh wait you can win seventy five thousand dollars playing video games you mean there's people that stream full time right and so uh i hope for me as i get older i don't ever limit myself to thinking what my kids can do you know Mm -hmm. can produce money obviously i think there are those situations people don't get productive and don't do things in life by playing video games. So obviously they do that by watching television, right? And different other forms of media can, can there's, there's examples everywhere, but I think it's really awesome to see successes like yours that go like, mm-hmm. Hey, I haven't been wasting all my life in my room for no reason. <laughs> right. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been playing video games, dad, for no reason. And it's really cool. It, it really is. It's, it's really fun to, uh, to hear your story and, and where that, where that's been. Obviously, the next step is for you to, you know, in the pro scene, join an org, right? This is the big question. This is the this is the thing that's going out there. Everybody wants to know what org every pro is on. I don't know if you guys saw the CLG announcement with uh, with uh, some of the uh, uh, with Wish You Luck and some of those guys this past week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Props to yeah. that announcement. That thing yeah. was tight, dude. Like the production <laughs> value, the dollars that was put into that. Um, amazing, right? And I love seeing these announcements. I love seeing the videos that, you know, 100 Thieves is putting out when they when they pull a new content creator or new teammate on, um, you know, and Liquid and everybody else. Uh, so what is it for you, bro? What are, are, number one, are you in talks with somebody right now? And is it is it the team that you might have dreamed of joining or wanted to join? You know, has it come your way? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in talks with, um, you know, a lot of people. Um, I don't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes and say something that I'm not supposed to, and that would make them feel uncomfortable, but I've been hit up by a lot of people and I'm comfortable with around three choices right now. So I've narrowed it down to about three. Um, as of right now, as of, you know, Eight, twelve, right. eighteen. <laughs> is still a free agent, and he has not made a decision. So, anybody looking for um, an answer to that, I literally couldn't give it if I wanted to. Right. I will say though that I am heavily leaning towards one of those decisions, and I can almost guarantee <clears throat> you that I will go with that decision. So, I kind of know where I will be in the next, you know, week or two or month or however long it takes to finalize the process. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I will probably soon be on an organization competing under their name one that you really want can you tell us no names but can you tell us a little bit like what are the different things pros look at and maybe monster you can fill this in a little bit you've talked to a lot of teams what are the some of the things that pros look at like what is the offer like is it is it are you just picking the team that you want to go with like the team you maybe you you grew up you know and you really like or you really like the people that are there is that what it is or is it like is there actually offers it like hey we're going to pay you this much hey we're going to give you the sponsorship hey you know these are our sponsors these are the people you'd be endorsing like what are endorsing you like what what are the different things uh kind of the chess pieces there that come into play when you're talking to a team so for me, like I said, this is my first competitive game in any way, shape, or form. I've never been semi-pro. I've never competed in like a league in any other game. But this was all new to me, right? And to all of a sudden, you know, look at my email and see a tier one org. <laughs> right. Literally asking to sit down and talk is just like, you know, like you read it twice, literally. Absolutely, absolutely. So it was all new to me. And it's like, to be honest, like I had no idea what to expect like a week or two ago when I would go into one of these meetings. I didn't know what I was going to get offered. I didn't know what they were going to offer. Now, I don't know how contracts. Yeah, yeah. That. Um, but as I've been filling it out, you know, it's kind of like 
there's like three different sides to it that I found out. And it's like, you know, you have obviously like there's the money side there's, right. and then there's the, there's the comfort, the comfortability side and you're going to make sure that you're comfortable. And then there's like the publicity side. Right. Um, so you got to take all three of those things into account, I guess, like as I've learned over the past couple of weeks and think about, okay, if I sign with these guys, you know, is it competitively going to be advantageous or disadvantageous for me? You know what I mean? Right. Um, you got to think about that. Cause it's like, it's such a huge thing. Like I said, I made a name for myself because of the competitive scene and I don't want to just throw that away by signing with a team that I don't think that I'm going to work with. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, testing out and making sure that I, I feel good with players is very important to me. And I've expressed that to like every Absolutely. org. And to be honest, like if an org hasn't really proposed me and like an opportunity to play with their players, then they're not really being considered by me, to be honest. You yeah. know what I mean, so it's a, it's a huge thing to me. And then, um, you know, to me, like there's, there's the money portion and, you know, everybody's like, listen, you know, Vivid, you got to be fair to yourself. You got to make sure that, you know, you're not getting, you know, low ball and everything like that. Um, and to be completely honest, like, you know, it's not the biggest factor to me. Like I said, the money is, it's, it's really not, like I said, I'm more worried about being comfortable competitively. Yeah. So that way I can continue to grow my brand through that. Um, the real yeah. money comes in the winnings, baby. Exactly. You know, being comfortable yeah. with your team so, for sure. <laughs> so it's not like I, I wasn't hit up by an org and you know they offer the most and then I was like, okay, let's do it. You know what I mean? That's that's not how I've taken taken this whole thing in, you know what I mean? Right. Um and then there's the the publicity side. So obviously like you want to grow as as they grow, right? And it's like, okay, if I join this team, you know, how is this gonna help me in the long run? Because you know, let's let's be honest, you know, I can probably only be a pro player for one to two years and then after that it's like you know, the new game or I'm bad now or something like that. You know what I mean? So how can I use my time on this org to grow my brand right. you know, vivid? You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, how can they help me out? You know what I mean? And how can I help them out? So, you know, I would say that there's, those are the three main things um, when it comes to that. And then obviously there's also like the approach from an org, you know what I mean? Like first impressions and everything like that. Like, how are you coming off to me? You know what I mean? What are you, you know, it's just, there's typical yeah, one-on-one yeah, yeah, conversations yeah. No, that, that make sure that you feel comfortable talking to the person or if they're just trying to be like scummy or something like that. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it's I going. think it's so interesting because monster, this is such a, a new development in a way, right? Like orgs have been around for the past four or five years. We've seen them in different games, you know, but they've, they've been kind of limited to a few games, right? You got league at CSGO for the most part, right? You got, you got siege, but a lot, some of them were like smaller orgs. So they didn't have a lot to offer as far as like, Hey, we'll just pay for your travel. We'll just do this. But like, this is putting people and young adults into new situations that we've never encountered before. Right. And like you said, you're thinking through it in a thousand different ways of what's going on. Um, you know, and you don't know if, you know, are you, okay, you're going to pay me an extra $1,500 a month. Is that, is that responsible or is it, you know, should I be expecting five grand a month? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like for monster, you've talked to all these people, like as this continues to grow, how do you feel about like the approach of these teams and how they're treating players and, and, and what they're offering? No. Yeah. I think uh vivid hit it like kind of nail on the head um, approach representation uh, longevity of an org, yeah. right? It, it's really, it all comes into factor. And um, it's kind of like you said, what we have here is Fortnite is a boom, right? Yeah. It just came up. And that's why it is taking players by storm as quickly as, you know, the organizations are coming in. So are players because talent is arriving, you know, event after event. And then like the orgs, it, it's kind of like <clears throat> you have the wave. You don't want to miss the hype, right? Right. So you're too late then you lose all the talent if you're too early well guess what you know you're kind of yeah you, you know you made a mistake yeah, yeah, too. yeah. So, we've seen um, that 
yeah, the time is ripe right now mm-hmm. because of all the events and stuff like that. So I think someone like Not Vivid is extremely valuable as a you know a player and a and a person in the community. And you know, I'm happy he gave forth a really you know good explanation yeah. of you want to make sure you're on a team with a strong roster that's going to have a good competitive future and of course you know the organization understands that and you don't want a hasty org either right you want an org that is willing to take the precautions you know as as much as their player bases because those are the ones that come out successful right right it's like i kind of feel like if the eu tourney happened first for skirmish the na players would have a different approach and you'd see the rankings different right because like NA just goes first, right? We all play right. and then the EU gets to study us and they play the skirmish the second time. And, you know, it, it's like the valuable bits and bits. It's the kind of the same thing right. with orgs, right? Who's going to jump in first and sign first? Who's, you know, versus who's going to watch, see what's really good, wh- where the formula's at. Um, and it takes me back to like teams were signing full squads and then suddenly <laughs> there's like, nope, Thompson's duos, duos and solos. And it's like, what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, that's what happens when you pull the trigger, you know? So yeah, absolutely. be patient. I like it. So within the next couple of weeks, sounds like Vivid, we're going to hear where you're going, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, maybe a month, whatever mm-hmm. it, whatever it takes. Um, I'm excited to hear that uh, you kind of have your eye on, on who you want to be with uh, and, who, and who you think you're going to be with. That's, I think uh, if I was going to be a pro player, knowing who I'm going with uh, and you know feeling comfortable with them, like you said, would be exciting, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. kind of, a, I'm kind of an esports nerd in a way. So I, I watch some of these teams and I think about, what if I ever got to join Nade Shot at 100 T? <laughs> Man, that would be a dream, right? So I think everybody has a dream. You know, there's a little bit of kid in all of us that have there's, these dreams. There's, there's, I would definitely say like, there's dream teams, yeah. but then there's like, man, this game, this comp scene these guys are crushing it right, right? Yeah. like this is where you want to be so mm-hmm. uh, i get i get it like there there is definitely that dream team right and then there's the you know the business decision and you what, already what you already have some chemistry with the liquid guys so i mean i don't i don't, I don't know if they have four i don't know what the situation is there hey, but i'll for, leave that record, I'll, I'll leave that alone said, for now <laughs> I was gonna say, for the record, when i said crushing it i was referring to the liquid boys yeah. i think uh again just just in general um their team is you know S tier, right? Yeah. S rank yeah. in the scene at the moment. All I gotta um, know is, it, is, I'll just tell you this: <laughs> if it comes out, you go to Liquid. I'm proclaiming it right here on the show first, and then we'll go back to the show like way in, <laughs> way in advance. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so let's. I want to ask you a quick question before we move on to just a couple last things. Um, number one, the meta this this season been yeah. a huge, you know, controversy from the basically from the pro scene. We got. Pros out there are saying, I don't want to stream today because the meta is horrible. It's left click only. I don't want to do this because, you know, it's just left click only. Um, you know, Fortnite, please fix this. Shotguns are jacked up. Right. A lot of changes that made place in the in the in in season five uh that have deterred a lot of people from, you know, maybe being as addicted to Fortnite as they did or enjoy the game as much as they did. What's your overall take on the meta perspective to how it sits right now? And maybe what do you look forward to? What changes do you really want to happen from the vivid mind going forward? So until this season, Fortnite's been all about um, running two shotguns, um, whether that be the double, the infamous double pump or a double pump or a pump into attack shot, excuse me, or, you know, any variation of that, right. It's been two right. shotguns. Right. And for the very longest time, you know, I've always said that I think that the game would be best with only one shotgun. 
you know, if you could only carry one shotgun, you could only use one shotgun. And I've said that for a very long time. So when I found out that they were basically removing the ability to use two shotguns, um, I was very excited. However, with the removal of like, you know, do, using double pump or pump into attack shotgun, they replaced that option with an SMG. Now, the reason why basically the two metas are almost similar is because before you would basically shoot your pump and then switch to your attack shot or switch to your other pump. You know what I mean? You could miss a shot and then you could back it up with something else. Right. Or you could hit your shot and instantly back it up with something else. Right. It still feels the same to me because it's like you still have that base loadout that you literally need to have or you're going to die to the other person, right? Yep. Um, so while I love the idea behind one shotgun, I hate the idea behind having that backup weapon still in the game. And I feel like the problem with the SMG as of right now, now obviously this is just my opinion, is that in Fortnite they've made adjustments to where there is an advantage and there's a disadvantage to holding the gun. And what I mean by that is, for example, if you're holding the pump, you can do upwards of like 180 damage to somebody's face, which you can only do like 50 to their wall, okay? Or an AR, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can destroy somebody's wall, but you're not really going to destroy them, you know what I mean? But now you have these SMGs where you can literally sit outside somebody's wall and spray at it, and then you can literally kill them in like eight bullets, you know what I mean? Instantly. And, you know, eight bullets come out faster than SMG. So I feel like the problem sits with SMGs where there's no balance between, you know, not being able to destroy somebody's wall or not being able to destroy them. Um, so my idea was like, hey, I think you guys should really tune down the amount of damage that SMGs do to players. And so that way you can still use the SMGs against walls and you can break in and pull out your shotgun and like boom, it. you know, make a play off of that. Yeah. Um, but I don't currently agree with the fact that, you, yes, you literally can just hold left click and you can kill, you know, protection. Which, you know, Fortnite's all about the wall, the protection, the ramp, you know, whatever. You can kill that protection and you can also kill the player literally in like, the same amount of time almost, you know what I mean? So I feel like the balance It lowers that really skill gap that, that a lot of people are right. complaining about. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. I mean, it, yeah. kinda, it's kind of like you said, like before the shotgun, before they took the damage from shotgun to structures, it was the same thing. You right. Yeah. Structure and damage players. Exactly. Replacement is just uh, in the form of SMG now. Structure right. and player damage is extremely high. Mm -hmm. um, so just another uh, jump on that. Do you think the changes recently to the materials were a good counter? Because so, we did get a, a buff, what, what was it, 10 HP back on the wood? Back on wood. And then on stone, yeah. and then uh, a 30 on the metal. So, like, Initial. they actually scaled yeah. up all of the material, period. Mm -hmm. What is your take on the current feel of the game? Because they've, they've done all of the adjustments. So, kudos to them to, like, you know, yep. buffing down the P9, yep. changing the accuracy on the drum gun, you know, fall off damage on the drum gun. A lot of things right. have definitely adjusted. You think the game is a lot more balanced now? So I feel like the basic idea behind it is still there. It, I might take like one more bullet to destroy a wall, which like I said, because of the fire rate of an SMG, it, it's not huge. It's kind of noticeable sometimes. It's like, okay, like I'm not breaking this wall as fast as I was like, what the heck? Um, but yeah, it's still, I feel like the idea is still there. And yeah, you touched on the fact that like you used to just double pump through somebody's wall or you could just literally just tack shotgun through somebody's wall. I hated that, by the way. When some, <laughs> like there was a sudden like bot that would just spray at my wall with a tack shotgun and then kill me right after. It's like, okay. Um, Might have been yeah, me. No. I, don't, I don't know. Might have been me at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've always had, you know, like I said, I don't really mean to brag or talk about my place so much because I hate it. But I've always had like a really like calculated approach to all situations and to go against something that's like i'm using an smg that's completely based on bloom you know what i mean it's a bloom based game right um it just doesn't feel right you know what i mean and 
and yeah like i i don't know it's not terrible like i said i really love it because i don't know how much a lot of people follow the comp scene before but before the introduction of smgs literally every end game fight was 20 people live in the last circle like right. literally yeah and smgs brought that like you know there's like eight people alive or there's like 10 people alive and then you're actually fighting before the circle even closes you know you very rarely see heal offs and for anybody that doesn't know what a heal off is it's basically like you wait for the circle to close and then you just use a med kit and pray to god that you have more hp at the end of the, end of the yeah. day um but no you're seeing a lot more fights now because the smgs are like hey you can't send that one by one you know what i mean you can't do it you know what i mean this smg is a lot of pressure right. and you can get shot at from like obviously other teams and everything and it just applies a lot of pressure so i really like it and that's why i said like hey keep keep the amount of damage that an smg does to a wall it just just tone down the damage to a player a little bit you know what i mean right. kind of like a mini gun it's just like a a mini mini gun or you know what i mean something right. like that right. um, mini guns insane by the way yeah and mini guns <laughs> insane structures right but you, it's yeah. very you're doing like 16 damage a hit which is like hey that's fine you know what i mean you're not doing much damage but an smg you're doing 25 ish and yeah. then with an smg like 20 ish i don't know exactly yeah then you bring the you put the drum gun in there with the smgs and it's a whole different battle you know I mean? exactly like, it's like, you know good mean? gosh uh, and they tried to you know i guess they like you said monster they did put a patch out this week you know moving wood walls from 80 to 90 stone from 80 to 100 and metal from 80 to 110 right uh but they and they also tried to lower reduce the drum gun reduce the smg magazine a little bit to make it a little more effective but I mean, they, they I, even uh, reduced the rarity of yeah. how often you find and stuff like that yeah um i i can attest that the game feels a little different honestly um solo v squatting i've been doing a lot more of that again felt fun to be able to go in there and every team not be loaded with a drum gun, <laughs> drum like, gun. four drum yeah, guns yeah. coming at you there's it no solo versus squad right. yeah nothing you can do about it um but yeah the game I, I think the game feels different in the current meta the current state and you, you know just changing the drop rate of weapons surprisingly has really uh kind of shaken up how engagements are and what player loadouts are like and stuff like that well, with the uh, the last section here on our show, you know, you talk about guns. I want to I want to ask Vivid a little bit about what he thinks about the double barrel. All right, Vivid, tell me. Patch five point two came out. We got the double barrel. One of the thing, many things in five point two patch notes, uh, or five point one. We got, we got, we got the double barrel. What, what is your opinion of it? Does this gun have a relevant place in the Fortnite world right now? And what is it looking like from the pro side? It's garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, no, I mean, I, I've pretty much tried it like four games, and I, like I said before, I was kind of touching on the very like calculated um, approach to every single right. fight. And the only time that I feel like the shotgun is viable is, you know you're basically wanting to get in range to where you can literally like kiss somebody in the mouth. You know what I mean? Cool. Cool. Hamlin's right there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, it's just like, you literally have to jump inside somebody's one by one. It works, I guess sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't like the play style behind it. I think it's very viable and it's, and it's situational, you know, power it's, it's obviously like it, it, it you will die if somebody's next to you in that thing like you just there's no, no right. way around it it's a, it's um, a powerhouse for sure right yeah but i just don't like the play style personally of just jumping on top of somebody's head and, and going for that fight I, I don't like that approach you know i could be wrong uh, in saying that and you know it could be very viable but yeah 
I feel like if you jump on top of somebody's head, you know, theoretically, if you're in a public match and you're using this, there, there's a 95% chance you're going to take damage just by jumping on top of that person's head. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's, if you use the pump and you take like pop shots and you do a little bit of damage at a time, I mean, you're not, you, you're not guaranteed to take damage. So personally, I feel like my play style fits, you know, the heavy pump still. Right. Um, but like I said, it's so strong in that in that situation. It it's literally I run. I hear it. I run. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Right. I have to play differently. I can't. I can't jump at this guy. You it's know not I mean? worth the risk. Right. right. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Um, I think there's only been like one. I could be wrong if there's other pro players, and it's actually been Poach. Poach loves it. You know what I mean? He was my duo. Anytime I find one, here you go, dude. I don't want it. Go right. ahead. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so he he likes it. Uh, I think it's very good end game. Like he he very. He highlights its endgame power because endgame, you're close to people. You know right. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially in the pros because you guys are like building on top right. of each other. And then by that last circle, it's everybody either going up or down or, you know, a mass yeah. warehouse of craziness every time. But. Mm-hmm. So he highlights its power endgame. Um, as far as like, yeah, I, I just don't like it. It's play style. I, I think that endgame, yeah, it's very strong. And like I said, in a situation, it's situational power. It is obviously a monster. Yeah. Um, but I personally, no, I don't, I don't like it just because of its overall play style. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought it, a lot of people felt like it was going to be the answer to the, you know, shotgun, you know, give us our old pump back kind of feel. Uh, mm. Obviously didn't do that. I, I think, it, I think the, the range in the fall off is so drastic that, and it should be in my opinion, but I'm just, casual player right. so uh but yeah i mean from from that perspective i i actually don't even use it much i've played a ton of games mm-hmm. since it's come out and i just i don't find myself picking it up and this is a thing that we've discussed a lot is about loadouts right and they keep adding guns and then putting some in the in the vault i, I have a feeling there's going to be a shotgun going in the vault soon um you know whether it be even the new one i don't know but i feel like one of them are going to have to go soon having three different shotguns is crazy i mean we had the situation with smgs and we saw one disappear really quickly you know what i mean so i don't know i i and it's kind of funny i feel kind of differently on that part i think it has a place in the game i think the gun like uh vivid said shines in it's you know niche situations i find that if you're the type of player that you find yourself kind of being backed down a lot it's great on defense because that surprise fact like vivid said when he hears it he runs it's the power behind it that any player will respect the back off when you pull it out. So if you're trying to, let's say, um, you know, left click into someone's base right. and they pre-aim across there where someone will do when you open that wall and they hit you in the face and then replace the wall, you're going to pay for your aggression. So th- there's, it's a, it's a nice coin flip. I, I think you. it's a, it, I definitely think it's viable. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think this gun's going to go anywhere as far as the shotguns. And I know we have such a wide variety. I just got a feeling that it's maybe one of those um, things that it, it just does have a place in the game for some. So it's going to take you know, its time to really get its feel for a lot of people. I, I think it's going to grow on people for sure. As other guns start to change and people start to really learn how to use it. It's kind of like the roof rent, the rooftop, right? People like it was useless for so long, right? And then people were like, oh, I could do this. Hey, it works here. It works there. Same thing with that that double that that close range shotgun. There's so many situations where you can use it. You can bait players that people don't, you know, 
take that advantage just yet, but I think it's going to grow on people and the skill gap is going to start to develop with it. Vivid, if I see you re- using this in week six, I'm going to DM <laughs> you. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> wait a second. Like, like, yeah, like, it's, a, it's a play style though. It's a play right. style. Um, yeah. I think in the highest uh, tier is a comp though. Heavy, heavy is the shine because of the high, uh, high damage, you know, low risk. Right. That's what's most important, right? You never yeah. want to really risk yourself and take fire so that's why pump and heavy are still so great but i think i think the close quarter double barrels viable then so a couple of the other changes i'm curious to see if they made any difference in the pro scene was the vending machine rebalance and the remote changes uh, explosive changes c4 changes again i think it's like what the second time in a row now that we've seen uh, c4 changes come into place with the lower stacks right now Yep. Um, and then the vending machines. Did those those make any changes for like as far as how you rotate or how you look at the game? Vivid are those are those significant changes for you? So they were really good changes to be honest. Um, reducing the the mat, the mat like the purchase amount um, for your mats was was very good. Um, so me and Poach landed at containers. It's just outside of retail. Um, and there's a vending machine that has the chance to spawn there. And then there's also one in front of the Tomato Town Tunnel. Right one there. So yeah, we basically made sure that we checked both those and checked it out. Um, yeah, I think it was very good. You know, spending the just it cost so much before. You know what I mean? And now it's just like okay, mm-hmm. it's like it's two hundred wood, two hundred brick. Like that's I can get that back in like a minute or something like that. But before it was like, dude, like four hundred brick. Like are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, like, that's impossible in a cop game. You know what I mean? But no, we were definitely checking them now. Um, as far as like a public game goes, I doubt I would do it in a public game just because you know you pretty much get everything you need in a public game anyway. Um, but yeah, in a comp game where your loot is bad and but your maps are usually pretty good, yeah, they're they're extremely viable now, and I love the change for sure. I I think it actually rewards you for doing the rotation and going yeah. and taking the risk to check that spot finally. Mm-hmm. You know, because before, yeah. like you said, he's like, I'm not going over there, even if it's there, it's yeah. 400 extra right. wood. Yeah, like, like if you see a, a gold heavy in there and you got a gray tag for 375 wood, you're like, <laughs> let's go. So you did, know what yeah. I mean? Or did you purchase anything? Did you guys purchase anything? Do you remember? Yes. So significantly like explodes, if we saw explodes or shields, those are like the two things that are like, okay, let's buy these. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yep. and competitive, like, you know, gold yeah, stars. Even, even RPG or something like whatever. that. Right. Yeah. But no, RPG and minis or big pots. Those are the highlights for sure. Um, especially minis. Minis are very cheap. I don't know what the exact number is around. Like I'll say like 200 right. materials. Well, you know, two hundred obviously adds up, but if it's like wood and whaling woods, five now or something. Twenty five. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's. I think common is seventy five, and that's only like a hundred or one twenty five now. Yes. So. Yeah. So yeah, minis are super cheap. I think one game, maybe it was in a tournament, or maybe it was in a scrim. We rotate in the whaling, and there's a vending machine in whaling in one of the little shacks, and there are minis in there for wood. We were just like score. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're in whaling woods, and there's minis here for wood. Like let's get ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. No. They're super good. I think it's it's cool because at first the vending machines were put in kind of it felt like from more of a casual play perspective. Yeah. And now it's actually getting probably utilized more in the pro scene perspective. What about the C4 mm-hmm. changes or remote explosive changes, should I say? How else is that? I, I know is banned a lot like you've talked about in scrims. You guys used to ban them because they were super OP. Then we get the explosive damage change and now we have the stack change. Uh, how do you feel about how they move or do they do they do they make their way into your loadout typically vivid yes yeah, c4 see sometimes clingers more so uh i don't know if are aware of how clingers work but clingers are basically like if you stick one to a wall and you destroy that wall the clinger blows up and will do damage to anything on the inside so clingers are 
pretty much stronger at this point, in my opinion, and I think in the opinion of a lot of players. Okay. Um, but I would say C4 and Clingers are like, I'm dropping damn near anything for those, like especially in a competitive scene, because like I said, the end games are just like turtle, and the fact that the Clingers and C4 are in the game, you will literally rip somebody out of their turtle instantly. You know what I mean? As soon as they hear one C4, they have to leave. If they don't leave, they're probably going to take minimum 70 damage. It depends on how many C4s you put in there or how many Clingers and right. stuff like that. not die. Um, yeah. I, you know, there's there's some balance that has to happen to them still because I feel like being in a turtle should theoretically be a safe haven, kind of. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the point. I like the idea behind them having something that you know rips people out of them, basically. Um, so basically, what I was like, kind of the or the stink bomb, right? Yeah, stink bomb is good because it doesn't do that much damage, but um, it flushes people out. Right. I, so I was kind of thinking like, okay, C four should pose as a threat, but it shouldn't pose as an insta threat. So kind of like what I was poking at was like, you know, what if after you placed it on like some structure, it landed, there was like a second or two, you know, timer. You know what I mean? It, like beep beep and then it blew up you know what i mean so basically you know you have the time to get out of the one by one you're still flushed out right like that c4 would still did its purpose you still flush them out but you're not getting free damage on somebody that was theoretically safe you know what right. i mean in, yep. in a building game um so i've been kind of trying to think about balance changes to c4 and clingers i think they definitely need a little bit of adjustment because like i said it is free damage if you place two clingers on somebody's wall destroy the wall that's 200 damage instantly there's cool. There's or no counterplay. You can throw two C4, um, laser the wall, and then the C4 actually falls yep. through the structure, lands on the floor mm -hmm. inside, mm -hmm. and that's another way to deal kind of like um, uncounterable damage. Right. And in my opinion, that that strategy is completely fine because you have to take the time. There's thought process, right? You have to break the wall. You usually break a pyramid. It's a as well, vivid, calculated move, as he said before. <laughs> vivid, calculated move. Uh, so I like that, but yeah, I definitely don't like just throwing three, three, four on somebody's one by one, and you're guaranteed seventy damage. I that just doesn't seem fair to me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you know, the game is what it is as of right now. C four and fingers are definitely a must in a competitive loadout. If you find them, you're picking them up. But yeah, I think a little bit of an adjustment and slows will be pretty balanced. Yeah. Well, you that's your tip for this week, guys. Right there, you got your tip. Coming straight oh, from God. Vivid. Make sure you <laughs> pick up Clingers in. <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> clingers and Spuds. Don't don't or Clingers and, and C4. Don't forget about it. Uh Row three. Don't yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> you're gonna see it everywhere now. Uh and then uh guys, the last big thing I wanted to highlight from the patch notes is you can see your challenges now for everybody out there getting their skins, you know, waiting for that week seven skin, obviously. Uh, your challenges are now available in game, which is really cool. Uh we got the Android release, um, is in beta now. Uh, you got the exclusive Samsung Note 9 and Galaxy Tab S4 Galaxy outfit. Um, I wonder if they're going to... You think they're going to do what Sony did and lock your account down to Samsung-only devices now? When you get a Samsung... No, I, dude. dude, if they I do like, that, they can... I like mullet-head Galaxy guy. I think he looks cool. I'm hoping to redeem it on, uh, you know, my Android device. Right, right, and then right. Have an uh, no, I really am hoping. I like the mullet-head Galaxy dude, man. He looks cool. Right. You know, and if he's gonna be free, come on, man! <laughs> yeah, don't lock the accounts down for goodness sakes to anything. Like you only can play on Android devices now because you have the stupid Sony. You suck. Um, and then uh, uh, Fortnite is going to Gamescom. Uh, obviously, there's a post there, guys, if you want to go. But they are there's gonna be tons of events going on. So keep your eyes peeled here. There's gonna be tons of stuff going on at Gamescom 2018. Um, and then the last thing I want to bring up is something that Monster tweeted about, and I gotta bring it up before you get out of here is Ninja explains why he doesn't play 
with female streamers on stream. Uh, obviously a very touchy subject in a lot of ways. Uh, certain people having certain beliefs. But what did you want to say about this in case anybody was questioning your remark, Monster, and your tweet on Twitter? Yeah, well, first off, um, before we get into it, it's kind of like a disclaimer. I know there's a lot of fire lit under this topic and uh, this, yeah, right. This conversation. So it, it's not, it's not to, you know, stab at or poke at anyone or, you know, just discredit anyone's belief or anything like that. I don't want right. to challenge what you guys believe is right or wrong. It's just how I feel about it. And what I think, if you would have asked Ninja this two years ago, three years ago, this is his response. This is how he's always carried himself. And people shouldn't be giving him any shame or, um, you know, any nonsense for, for playing with a, for not playing, you know, with female so, gamers. So essentially streamers. what he said, so everybody knows, is I don't play with female streamers because... I don't want anything to occur where people take it as flirting or whatever and then right. it, you know, roll it up into this ball and make it this huge snowball, right? Something it isn't. Right? right, something that it's not. And then my wife has to sit there and answer questions like, ooh, did you hear what Ninja said to you know whoever it was that <laughs> and, he was playing with? It's, like it's literally Twitch chat. Um, so the reason, again, and what I tweeted out is I agree with him and it's something that I hold in my channel. If you ever pay attention to my channel, I almost never play with female gamers because of that, that connotation that if you are interacting with a female for whatever reason, it can just be taken the wrong way. And um, yeah, Twitch chat is like immature in so many ways. So it, it just changes the entire vibe of your channel. If you have a female even sit, even sitting next right. to you, it could be your cousin. Right. It could be, you know, your wife, people are going to say some stuff that you're just <laughs> like, really? Like, no, we don't even get down like that it's here. The like, internet. What are you it's about? the internet. It's yeah. The, it's the internet and that's why what i said was like hey I, this is not new like so many streamers do this maybe it's not something you never you know bother to ask hey monster why don't you play with any girls why because look at because what you guys say in the chat you guys just throw the vibe off um but you know big shout outs to the the few females that i do stream with occasionally and stuff like that you know i i play with a couple um you know, lady gamers out there, uh, we got like, like Miss Do It Big, a uh, shout out to Nihilist. There, there's a lot of female, uh, Pookie Face. There's a lot of female streamers I play with that I'm comfortable with, friends, right? So it's great to have friends in this industry, in this space. But yeah, you, you kind of, some channels, some streamers do stay away from them because of the way chat can get, the way interactions can get. Right. But it's it's mainly the uh, the stream vibe. So, right. But the whole thing with Ninja, I don't know why people coming at his head, you know, relax. Well, I, I think, <laughs> I, and maybe it's not even, it's not even just females. For me, in, in his instance, at his level that he's at, right? And you saw this vivid being at, you know, the uh, the the Red Bull event. I mean, he is famous, okay? Like, we oh, we yeah. see it at, at, like, I know for me, it took me a second because I've seen him as a really popular gamer. And I'm thinking, okay, he's really popular in our circle. But, bro, he's popular, like, worldwide, no, right? He, like, he has made it to a new level of stardom. Right. So, like, he, he's a superstar. It's not just point. females. I think anybody he streams with, he's got to be careful who he associates with now, right? Because right. he, he also doesn't know what they're doing on the side, what they're back. He doesn't have time to investigate all these people and see what they're saying and all that kind of stuff, right? So he typically stays within his circle of friends, which is smart when you get that big, because you don't know what's going to influence it. Um, and you know, look, he highly respects his wife and he highly doesn't want her to ever be in a situation where anybody says, did you hear what he said here? He flirted with this girl. He did this, he did that and make her feel less than 
you know, extravagant and how he always compliments her, you know, and, and is hiring her at the highest regard at his events, like the Red Bull event where she's there with him doing it. Right. And, and I get it. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I agree with him. I think he's, uh, I think he's very genuine in this. And I think he would say the same thing, whether it was now or five years ago when he was streaming. So that, that's my take on it. Vivian, you got anything to say on it? Uh, I pretty much agree. Like, I don't, I think everybody's taking it as like a sexist thing when it's kind of like more so like a respecting and definitely like he definitely has to be very cautious with who he plays with just in general. Um, I could tell you from experience that like literally, even if he played with like, let's say another female and then some video came out and let's say Jess were to go ahead and, and, you know, she would hear about it, right? Literally as soon as she hears about it, she's worried, right? Like instantly she's worried. Hasn't even watched the video yet, but she's instantly worried, right? Even if she goes and watches the video and is like, what are you guys talking about? Like, literally nothing happened. It still causes some, like, Emotion, there's yeah. some weird vibe, right? Like, and the more so that it would happen and progressively would just ruin the relationship, I feel like. And, yeah, like, I, I can, like, obviously, um, it would be cool for him to, you know, dip into all of the community. But I can totally respect, like, his decision to not you know, associate with female streamers, just, you know, simply out of respect, you know what I mean? It's, and I want to say that the problem is with him or let's say for, cause obviously like other streamers do it. So I want to say the problem is with him or monster defense. I would say it's with like all like the clickbaity people, you know what I mean? Cause like at the end of the day, it's their fault. You know what I mean? It's like you turn mm -hmm. something, you know, I can, imagine, like I can, I can see the thumbnail part. already, right. right? You can see exactly, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's clickbaity with everything, right. you know, cause everybody's yeah. out for themselves. So I would say that maybe the problem isn't with, you know the personality people but maybe it's with society yeah. <laughs> i guess i don't know no hey, <laughs> people are quick to judge right and and people right. want to see faults in people especially at a high level unfortunately uh human nature takes over and once someone's success is not always happy for others right unfortunately mm -hmm. uh well hey tell everybody vivid where they can find you throughout the week ross so I usually stream every single day at twitch.tv slash not vivid. Find me on Twitter at not vivid underscore little thing on the end there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. He's in there slaying it, guys. Make sure you drop by and, and see him there, dude. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be here with us. To you know, I told you 45 minutes. I think you've been here at like an hour and 20 minutes. So congratulations and thank you so much for hanging out with us, man, and giving us the insight you did. I really do appreciate it. Uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean, Spotify, wherever you are. Uh, you can always send your complaint emails and maybe what you liked and disliked about this interview because I'm sure I didn't do everything you guys want to hear over at uh, uh, the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com uh and uh thank you guys again thank you so much for listening uh you can follow us on twitter at fortnite podcast follow myself too loud tx monster at monster d face m-o-n-s-t-e-e-r-d face and then uh not vivid like you said at not vivid underscore all right don't forget the underscore not vivid <laughs> underscore uh monster why don't you tell everybody again where they can find you throughout the week Yep, if you made it this far, thank you guys so very much for tuning in for another week. Uh, for those of you guys tuning in on the YouTube platform, I appreciate you guys for spreading the word. And uh, at Monster D Face, guys, preferably on YouTube because my content's up there 24 7. Uh, obviously, we this kind of stuff. Monster based on all social media platforms. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks again, Vivid, for spending time with us, buddy. Monster, as always, yep. good to see your beautiful face. And guys, until next time dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.